Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life. Hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome back to Earth School. It's a joy to be here with you for this week's gathering from the 9th to the 15th of April. And we'll be looking at the energetics that are at play in the sky in a sense, but also more so within ourselves. And welcome, Bibi. Hi, Good Lucy. to have you here. So good to be back here. Hi, everybody. And I'm going to... Ah. <laughs> I'm going to throw it over to you to catch the ball and share maybe a little bit of sort of the current energetics or the themes, the planets that we may be covering in today's episode. Mm, yeah, so... Um, as always, there's always tons going on. So um, maybe a brief overview of the sort of the main sort of themes or parts that are sort of jumping off of the chart currently. So we're continuing on with this accumulation of stellium in Aries. So it means just there's a whole bunch of planets really close together in 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 that fire sign. So I think it might be really interesting to to dive into um into that a little bit more you know add a couple of really interesting themes such as like you know what's a healthy ego expression versus what is an unhealthy ego expression that comes sort of sort of to minds um to dive into that and then um the other thing that's really significant i think in the chart is when when you when you look at the chart there most of the planets are on one half of the chart uh, in fact, actually, all points are in one half, and there's only Mars currently that is in the other half. So, uh, in a way, Mars is sort of significant in that way because it's like it's almost like it feels like a, a kite that you're flying. It's anchoring some of those energies over into this other polarity. And I think in the times that we're living at the moment, so um, that can be quite polarized. It, it's a way of looking at how to work with those energies, how to bring in the opposites in terms of, so they support one another or how they can inform one another. And then obviously with Mars itself, um, so much comes to, to our action ability, right? So maybe we have a conversation around the, the quality of our actions and, and how that ties into the current circumstances um, as well. So yeah, and then as always, we have, of course, a, a moon. There's the new moon uh, on the 12th this month in Aries and also a shift of um, Venus that shifts over into uh, Taurus on the 14th. So they're also bringing sort of um, a different tone of energy into it that is maybe that can be more easily felt. Um, so I think maybe do you want to when we start off with that whole bunch of planets in, in Aries and sort of this idea mm. of what what's sitting in there what sort of comes to your mind when you're just looking at the chart there as well, Rosalina. Okay, so we're chatting about our little Aries and as you were mentioned sort of the qualities, we've tapped on this a little bit but we never got to dive into it, sort of the healthy ego, the unhealthy ego because for me like Aries would be sort of you know, tapping into your own desires but what do you want to create? You know, like we're chatting you know, in the last couple of weeks when 
you know, with the spring equinox, we're moving in, the summer's moving into Aries and all like, you know, it's that renewal, regeneration, that action orientated, the more outward energy. It's like the brakes have been lifted a little bit. And now because we have the new moon moving into that part too, more people will be chatting, chatting, but you know, for some people, they really feel this as sort of the, in a sense, the new year, like, do you know, I guess, and it's that real gates open the little lambs come flying out like you know so it's the same with ourselves we might feel that little burst of energy or desire to do that or we might still be cracking at the little egg that we're inside meeting that resistance part Mm -hmm. to coming back out a little bit more into the world with our more sort of in a sense masculine energy but doing that more outward looking that more okay i've been dreaming i've been thinking about all these things now Maybe how can I anchor them down, which ties in a little bit to to the Taurus energy. Like, mm. you know, how can I bring a little bit of grounding to this here and maybe practicality to it? Like, but for me, it's a space where you're still really considering, you know, what what do I want to create? Like, mm. you know, like what if I'm going to go with something mm. for this next year, two years, 10 years, whatever cycle I may feel it might be or just to let it run its own current. What really do I want to align myself with? Mm. Yeah, and I think with just sort of the the qualities um, of the planets that are sitting in there, I think in if that's sort of the what we're working with, like, like what do I want to align myself with? Um, currently, with Chiron in in Aries, there's just Chiron always brings mm-hmm. this healing element. You know, Chiron in a way is also called the bridger. So it's that quality that helps us to uh, move into a higher vibration of ourselves or into a refined expression of ourselves, a more conscious expression of ourselves. So if I'm thinking of that sort of feeling is happening at the moment through the quality of Aries, there is a when maybe we're looking at where am I impulsive, you know, but or where am I maybe have stopped allowing myself to be impulsive out of fear of something you know so where is it that you have held back you know out of fear of maybe being labeled especially in the spiritual world of having an ego you know because Aries in a way brings in on, on some level on a sort of more physical realm like on a, on a higher realm is this pure raw inspiration but then as that hits our beingness in this physical realm there's a sense of you know an ego that sort of in a way almost anchors our soul down it's the ego that makes you eat you know when you're when you're hungry so you stay alive and mm-hmm. So to me, Karen and the fire there, there is so much about, yeah, I think I just want to have this conversation with you around this healthy ego. What's a healthy ego? What's not a healthy ego? Because one of the things I've heard so, so many times over the years is when it comes to teacher trainings, people who apply or inquire, I'm like, yeah, I don't, you know, I think, but I'm, I'm not sure if I'm actually ready. And, um, and this kind of across the board in so many other situations as well, you know, I think, you know, I, I really believe in something, but who am I to to speak up and bring change into that situation? You know, I wonder if I just come from a from an ego perspective. So um, what I have seen a lot of times, the people I've worked with, the people oftentimes worry about having, maybe that's too much of an ego. You know, when, once people worry about that, that's usually the ego is not the issue. That's like, no, that's just a, a healthy way of expressing itself. And we all need an ego on some level. Uh, it's that we're aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just love to hear sort of like your thoughts on on what you've come across over the years, maybe as well in terms of, you know, just helping us to mm-hmm. anchor down what is a, not just a healthy, but a helpful ego expression that we might actually need very much in these times. It's like 
what do we define it as? Because we use that word, do you know, like ego, what's the ego? And and as she said, like, if I'm chatting about, oh, I don't want my ego to get in the way, it's probably not in the way because I'm aware of that there. But then there's what whatever else is behind that there that's putting that belief or that thought in my head. Like, do you know, like, so it's like you're chatting about Chiron and all, like, you know, what are the wounds then that are preventing me from expressing myself in in the world and my relationships and myself just with myself like do you know like through, w- w- what's getting in the way of that there because if it's, it's not going to be my thing about you know oh, it's my ego I don't want to go out and teach or who am I to chat about this or share this here that probably isn't the ego it's wounding of some sort like do you know like and about you know like I was chatting about that little egg you're cracking on the egg and then it's like well it might just be safer to pretend I'm really trying to crack through this but I'm just going to rest and then sit down a little bit more here because it's going to take me to crack through that and meet that part of me that's hurting to be a fuller expression of myself. Like, but to me, the ego means like, you know, to me, the ego isn't something we get rid of. It's as natural for life as it is as we breathe. Like, it sort of has to be here. Like, mm-hmm. but then it's formed before we even realize it's formed. Do you know, like, um, we might not even be able to look back and realize what formed it until we begin to sort of notice where, how it shows up and where it shows up in our life. Like, but to me, when it's in balance, I'm not even in balance, but I'm working with it and I'm in relationship with it. I get to experience resilience. I get to choose to meet challenges. I get to, in a sense, work with life. I get to navigate things maybe in this present moment differently than I would. I get to notice my strengths and acknowledge them. Not in a, I'm so deadly, I'm the best thing since sliced bread, in a sense. But I actually get to acknowledge, you know, the parts that make me me. Mm. Uh, like, you know, because like, yeah, other people will have them too. But I get to look at me and go, oh, this is, you know, people always say they really love, you know, how I listen to them. Or people really love how I always make them laugh or whatever it might be. You get to acknowledge and see those. But you get to create a love for your yourself. Like, do you know, like you get to love all parts of you. Do you know that little part that's hurting, that little part that hides? You get to also love that there because the healthy ego will see those parts, do you know, and acknowledge them too. Like, so it's kind of like you're able to see the full, allow yourself to see the full table that's in front of you. Mm. Whereas to me, then the, the unhealthy is where we kind of get like stuck a lot. Like we get stuck in our own way. We get stuck in our habits. We definitely don't want change. We get safety above all things else that's the first thing that gets addressed like do you know like but it keeps us in rotating patterns and it doesn't move towards growth and it attaches to failure versus adventure and experience do you know like, so to me the healthy one goes let's let's try something like let's dip the feet in give it a shot do you know like and the eagle also go well like that's a great idea setting up that business but um you know do you know what taxes are what no okay let's go figure that out you know it just doesn't go mm. jump you know it might sometimes but mostly it'll go you know the unhealthy eagle can go well let's just stay where we are it's too much and sure you don't know this and you don't know that and you can't do this here and sure you've never run a business in your life you've never written a book before sure you've never lifted a paintbrush and the healthy ego can come in and go yeah but we actually know where to find that information mm. And I know, oh, maybe Mary can help me with that. Or maybe Mary knows somebody who knows somebody who can help me with it. Or, you know, so it comes in and bat- like sort of brings in a bit of harmony and balance, I think, too. Like, mm. it allows discussion yeah, between it, parts I of yourself. In a way of-
um, I see it as a, in a way, like a, as a mechanism, you know, um, or a catalyst for our, our soul, our consciousness to come into this world. You know, it's this, this, this ego that w when, when we're aware of ourselves in a way, it's like our, our soul, our inspiration is coming in and the ego is in the catalyst that allows that then to, you know, funnel into the different avenues of action or communication or, you know, um, how I show up in, 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 in this world. So I think, um, it's, it's a really important function because sometimes when we're too afraid of having an ego, what I've seen is actually that we're stepping into disempowerment. We're actually stepping into passivity. Mm. Um, and especially around this Aries quality, if you think of fire, you know, it's, it's, it's the fire that speaks through us. Maybe at some point we, you know, we're growing into ourselves when we're younger, maybe something was firing through us and we burned someone. But also maybe by being ourselves, maybe we have been burnt, you know, and so then we're shying away. We're like, oh, that's that's not worth it. And, and you know, it's it's too much pain for me or too much pain for somebody else. So with Chiron in in that quality, now there is really the invitation to to go deep into those. So as we're starting this new cycle, like you mentioned from Aries, like on into the next 12 months as such, this new spiral, there's a way of of really inviting you to start that new spiral, maybe informed by, you know, a deeper understanding of yourself where you may be hesitant and uh, for what reasons and, and giving attention to that, you know. Um, also, like what you said, um, redefining ego for ourselves, you know. Maybe maybe taking it, sometimes we just use a different word. <laughs> sometimes that like that that gives us the access to it if it's too loaded depending on you know which way it had been labeled from our family or society around mm. it whether it was considered a good thing or a bad thing you know this idea of a of a backbone or you go for it or you just like make your luck happen and you know whatever we sort of like the feeling it's not even just a definition but I think it's also like a feeling that we relate to it so I think that there can be both can be like a linguistic sort of play with it I think sometimes can play things up mm. or bring things up seeing what the different words and definitions do to you and, and, and where there's a residue. So that when we go into the next cycles, next spiral, uh, as we're stepping into this next 12 years, at next 12 well, years maybe as well, but the next 12 months of our year, mm -hmm. um, we have an opportunity to, and this is, I think, where Karen comes in and works both ways, not just where we heal, but where from our understanding and our healed patterns around ego and around maybe also being seen. I mean, fire is something that you see mm -hmm. uh, we can step forward and bring bring some healing into the world you know by maybe stepping into a healthy way of our ego because there's a fine line we kind of preach especially in the in the um, holistic and the spiritual world right it's like self-love is key but don't have an ego I think there's sometimes very very difficult because you need a healthy ego to have mm -hmm. self-love you know uh, and and then the definition just changes a little bit of how we relate to that so there is an invitation I think to Mercury is currently in there as well this week to just look what comes up through our speaking pattern um, and with Ceres in in that as well Ceres is also isn't is the quality of nurturing ourselves um, where do we maybe have to speak up or go with something you know as an act of 
nurturing ourselves in a new way but also the other aspect that series brings in as bringing up the maybe forgotten or lost or abandoned aspects within us this mm. you know mm. within us or within relationships even so um i think there is there's a lot to sit with as well this week and while venus is in in there those first few days of this week as well just really sit in in, in this idea of what are my values around all of this around ego around my communication you know what do i think is a healthy expression of that that sort of inspiration and spontaneity that aries can bring mm, yeah because i see it in the, the, the last week or so with clients and all as well like it's like um it's a, it's kind of like you're sort of unwinding something almost mm-hmm that way like and that's where I see those planets at play but it's something it's like you know that you've put away somewhere and you've maybe like oh yeah I know that's a wee bit of an issue but sure it's not that big of an issue like it doesn't you know just put it over there a little bit just out of my sight but I acknowledge it but I'll just keep a good you know two meter distance between me and it Mm -hmm. um but it's kind of unwinding itself like it's like life isn't allowing it to to get the little sticker on top of it like you know with the little plaster with the superman hero on it and just move on by it it's kind of like for some people i'm seeing that it's like it's time to unwind that that energy that little part that's hurting so it's time to to bring it out and in that where we have to nurture it and we have to really nurture ourselves because there's the big fear of but that could that consume me like Mm. you know because it's kind of like a real what's the word like a real sort of vulnerable one is what I feel with people as well like it's this like but if this comes out and I have to share this or you know I have to take this to my therapy or something it exposes me I feel exposed I feel open I feel like you know that wound is just I don't think it will heal like Mm -hmm. but it's kind of feels like it it's time for it you know those that part that kind of really keeps us tethered to a certain point in our life or a certain point of expression or expressing ourselves or acting or speaking or showing up for ourselves in our relationships or whatever it might be like but it kind of feels like that that can't stay tethered that way any longer like do you know it needs to start unwinding so whether I keep the tether I, I get to move further from it or whether I allow myself maybe the possibility the potential to drop it altogether like but it's one that will sort of yeah, it's unwinding is what I feel with a lot of people, but it's as part of really reclaiming like a big part of themselves, like mm-hmm. that way, like, you know, that it was just maybe too much to be that there or to experience life that way or, you know, dumb myself down, make myself smaller. And I see that's where Aries energy comes in massively is the courage then to go. I really thought I could maybe jump over this one again, but it keeps showing up on the road. Of going, okay, maybe I need, maybe I just need more courage to allow myself to face it. Maybe I need more courage for some people to actually reach out and ask for help. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, and that vulnerability and doing that as well. Like, but going from the heart of going, like, you know, if I've been trying to get things moving or change my life or change aspects of myself and create new ways of being, what's been getting in the way always? But I've been maybe doing the peripheral work because that's what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, cleaning out the outside of the wound before I go into it. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what I'm seeing, just sort of watching people and myself as well. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because I think one, one way of Aries we oftentimes see is like, you know, let's get started, sort of a spring chicken and, you know, your energy's come in and start your business <laughs> now. And 
and all of that is true but what's also i think requires our attention is that when you start something you're not naturally good at it usually you know so it's it's this if it comes to finding a healthy expression of your ego you know okay if you if you really go for it sometimes you will overshoot it <laughs> it's just the natural part sometimes we come in a bit too strong too unrefined this is this is all part of it so but when we can and that's i think why we're having this conversation because when we can become aware that okay so there is there's the energetic sort of that are supporting us in in that quality and then we can become aware of our resistance mm -hmm. and our playfulness with it all we can be kinder to self instead of re-traumatizing ourselves going like yeah see this happens every time i speak up this is the result you know i'm i'm too much for people or it's just too short or i'm gonna regret my words and whilst that can be true i think there's also really important that when we when we are conscious of like okay i'm just kind of try how that feels out if i'm a little more you know aries is also so so quick mm. it's it's not overthought so there's a sense of you know in a way there's a sense of deep spirited or authenticity that comes through you know where your brain didn't have time to wrap it around and and give that some some breathing space as well i think that can have also like an uplifting idea but that also means that when you overstep it you can if you know that you're playing and trying it out, you know, you can be a little more kinder to yourself as well, rather than just recoiling back in into the cave, you know. Um, mm. When you were talking about this unwinding, um, I couldn't help but being drawn back to this connection that is uh, happening on, on Friday the 9th, um, where Mars is making connection with Neptune. So why this is connected is is mars in a way energetically is connected to the expression of aries um mars also currently is sort of sitting on this other side of 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 the charts as a single point that is looking over towards all the other planets the all the other aspects of it so there is i feel like if we dive in there a little bit more there is something within this mars that gives us a sense of maybe a point of reference or you know when you step away from something a little bit you get actually a better idea of all of the pieces coming together um and this connection at aries uh, that that mars here in this in this point of you know visibility but also a point of overview maybe having that distance is now connecting to neptune and that's where it was kind of it was kind of like when you said like unwinding because neptune is really wants to it's this quality that comes in that helps us to step into a more elevated version of ourselves it helps us to see sort of the the more spiritual aspects of everything it sees maybe the the bigger reasons behind something or you know everything that runs in between the words in between the lines the energies of that and so there is an invitation as they're making a connection to maybe look at you know how are my actions and my willpower and my drive how are they actually all reflecting or not reflecting where i'm actually standing on a mm -hmm. on a higher point you know not necessarily this aries point of being infuriated and reactive which aries can also be but when I'm this like little bit more cooled off Neptunian quality in my higher self, uh, how we would feel after a really good yoga practice, Shavasana, meditation, we come out of it, our, all our building sites, our, all our problems are still there. But we have a little bit more of a, a distance to it all, a little better overview. And I think we may, we may notice that some of the ways in which we maybe have acted or maybe want to act 
you may all of a sudden maybe realize that they're incompatible with how we've come to actually understand ourselves as, you know, in a greater sense of who we are. Mm. So is it like looking at the, the motivation behind the actions? A hundred percent. Oh, Alex, so what's, what is the en- the energy, the drive, the power behind those there? Like, mm-hmm. notice, mean- like, is it from a place of, I need to come out stronger because I feel, no, I have no power or, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm coming out so strong because I need, need to sort of balance that in some way. Like, but as you said, it's, it is that noticing, is it feeding sort of the greater picture of how I wish to show up in myself and in my world and in my community? Like, but it's sometimes interesting to watch what drives us like. Oh, hundred percent. And I think there is this. The, the quality of like what comes to my mind is like elevated action you know it's like making choices from a from a higher viewpoint you know or from a more refined or more balanced viewpoint as well um so you know i i, I just think it's a, it's a really interesting dynamic so we have all of these fiery qualities of aries firing away of upearthing something bring something to you know, in a way, firing up the engine, and then we have this 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 blast between Mars and Neptune, um, that from a spiritual point, you know, can give us really whoa. Honestly, like okay, I've outgrown that that way of doing things, or you know, um, on 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 a, on a practical level, Mars and Neptune can also play into a passivity, because Neptune has this quality of mm. making things a little more foggy. So all of a sudden, you, you know, you might just like either not quite sure about your point of view or your next action to take, but it can also feel like in this sort of constellation, there can be almost like a passivity around it, you know, and with Mars being in Gemini, mm. an air sign, there's something about communication or the communal exchange with somebody else. And, and with this Neptune coming in here, there where we get maybe a little passive in how we share share our truth or share our intentions with others in a way so we might go okay this is the other option instead of elevated action and and choice um and acting from a place of higher integrity it could Mm. be one that might feel like you know what i'm just disengaging and i think it's it's a great time around you know friday saturday sunday i mean at all times particular but but specifically around this time to maybe sense into that in yourself when am I consciously disengaging because that's 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 actually a really good choice for me or mm. where am I disengaging for other reasons out of passivity or you know where I just feel like oh, I just don't even want to be here in this body in this world I'm just leaving it all up to others mm. the play between sort of having the power and having apathy like mm-hmm. You know, I don't care. Sure, I'm only one person, and oh, can't be bothered. And sure, nobody's gonna be listening to me anyway. And oh, there's no point in this here, or whatever the thoughts come up around it. Noticing sort of that that dynamic, then like mm-hmm. you know, because to to me, like Neptune also allows us then to to sort of really tap into to sort of really feel within our intuition, with really feel within our instincts, and have something else come through us, like mm-hmm. to sort of flavor it differently like that way like so it can come out in a different way or be brought forward in a different way like where else sort of looking at then the the mars energy then is like is it just you know power for the sake of power or is it for the greater 
the greater good in a sense or for the conversing or for the sharing of something that has actually got power behind it like do you know, like and, and sharing it has this, as you said it's like it's that Gemini thing I do see that like that way where it is like acknowledging sort of like we all have a power within our own selves but then can I discern and choose then consciously when I want to share that mm-hmm. you know and also noticing too what gets in the way of that because that will be the wounds like that way and that apathy can be there just as and it's not time but as and mm, is that my little get out clause as well do you know because it's allowing us to i see this space as allowing us to refine really what's truly important to us like you know because there's other energies i can't remember which ones it was but like you know it's that commitment like where am i choosing to direct my energy Mm. my commitment to myself my motivation you know like if this if i consider this the 12 month cycle like where am i choosing to focus at all like Mm -hmm. because that's where i actually can make a a difference in a pattern, a belief, a way of being, a way of thinking in the greater world, in my community, in just with me and my friends, me and my family, whatever we nucleus are part of. Like, you know, if I choose to, and it doesn't have to be one thing, like, you know, but if I choose to know where I am focusing it, then I have, just like if I knock on the one part of a wall constantly with a hammer, it will have an effect. Mm. But if I decide to knock all over my house in 12 different directions, I might not get anything moving like that wall may never come down <laughs> yeah th- that's that's such a good analogy from Mars and Neptune knocking on one part of the wall all over um, yeah and th- th- this other dynamic that, that might come up um, for you and it can be different like you know f- f- it can come up for us all of those together or if for some of us one of those layers that we talked about can, can come up more so than others mm. and it's another layer that like plays into that is also mars is highly individual it's like what do i want what's important for me right now um this ability as well to you know very manifested in that way like as an entity so when we manifest we have this body and it's very much like my body needs a different diet than your body you know that's that's when we become sort of this individual in a way and yet there is this other part of us you know where neptune sort of reflects to that on the highest when we go up into into our thinking into our soul into the more ethereal realms you know that have actually no physical connection anymore but there are these these realms of us that you know all of a sudden your consciousness and my consciousness aren't so different anymore there's this is this idea of yoga you know yoga we always Mm -hmm. talk as like the union of body mind and soul that's on it on one level but when my body mind and soul are aligned that means my body my mind everything is aligned to my soul and the soul is sort of this idea then connecting into the collective consciousness so this idea of yoga means not just that we're aligning and becoming one within ourselves but that we're staying in touch that on a very subtle highest level we're all connected and in fact we're actually all one so neptune plays into that principle so neptune brings into the equation not me but us you know us also not just in this moment in time but us in terms of the future and the past where Mm. neptune is where we sort of access and this is like a difficult concept sometimes to relate to um but i throw it out here anyway this idea of timelessness you know of of existing in different timelines and this mm-hmm. idea that you know that there are yeah just this, these these different li- timelines that that, that are coming 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 in and so mars is very much me right here right now 
And Neptune is like, yeah, but about what of all of us, our collective ancestry and our collective future, where are we going? And so it might play out for some of us internally in a way that, okay, what's good for me? What's good for all of us? How do I reconcile those pulls and pushes? But it can also mm. come up in, it can be also externalized in the conversation we have with friends where a friend might be very much on the Piscean quality. Like, yeah, but all of us are, you know, marching in that direction. And then the other person might be sitting here very much. Yeah, well, that's no good to me right now because this is my immediate environment and this is what I need. This is the fire I'm needing, needing to need to put out. Uh, and neither of those qualities exist in a vacuum, right? So it's like, how do we consolidate those within friendships and relationships how can I have the conversation what's important uh for me right now and at the same time what's important for the collective and with a square this is sort of the connection they're 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 mm -hmm. making um yeah it can just feel sometimes um a little you know robust <laughs> it can feel a little aggravated at times and so i think that feeds back mm -hmm. to into what we said first i think that's where we picked up on the aries first contextualizing that because if we're not aware of what's feeding our fire what makes us angry what is pushing our triggers if we're blind to that unwilling to that these conversations feed right into that but if we can kind of understand sort of healthy ego or a conscious ego rather instead of healthy and unhealthy maybe conscious or unconscious ego you know what are the aspects that i've suppressed what are the aspects that somebody else is living full out and maybe i'm just reacting to not what they're saying but because somebody else is living their conscious ego fully and i'm like damn i i i don't know how to do that and for that you're trigger the hell out of me you know mm. so sometimes it can be the message sometimes can be the messenger and i think um Paying attention to our own wounding first around all of that really helps that conversation between me and all of us. It's mm, a push pull, like. Mm -hmm. oh, I like to if we know, if we know ourselves and what I need in this moment, and what's important to me in this moment. But I also need sort of have a sense or an understanding of maybe what the collective is looking off, off, off me and for me and from me. Then I might feel that little, oh, but I want to be doing this, and I, but I feel this little pull or this little call to do this, that it's allowing sort of the two of them nearly to dance with each other and sit with each other, going maybe how can I, if I can, you know, and maybe it's timing. So if I can, how can they work together? And if I feel, okay, it's not right timing yet, maybe I'm being prepared for either side of that there, more than likely I'm being prepared internally. So then I can be more sort of part of that work, that the collective possibly needs mm -hmm. on some level. But I will still be doing my own work first, possibly like so then I can bring that out and add it to sort of the outward action of whatever else is needed in the greater world, like is what mm -hmm. I sort of feel at the moment as well. Like, And just as you were chatting about, you know, if I see somebody in their full expression of their ego in a beautiful, balanced way, like that's the best way to figure out what does that look like? So who do I admire that I think and feel, even if I don't know them personally? You know, it could be from books. It could be from somebody in the real world. It could be from somebody I know. What does that look like? Mm. But then take the opposite, somebody who's in a, in a really imbalanced way. Who do I know, real or unreal, that way like that holds that there and what does that look like? Mm. And then what does it actually, what do I feel it will look like for me possibly? And then play with those qualities, with those energies, like in yourself internally before even trying to bring them out externally like 
you know, sort of, oh, they speak so cut. I feel like they're really grounded when they speak really in themselves. Then I might not decide to practice that on the daily news tomorrow, like, but I might decide to practice what does it feel like to feel really held and grounded in myself. And that could be the starting place, like. Mm, yeah, I love that. I think um, these projections, whether it's triggers or admirations, if anyone wants to do healing work at the moment, I think um, whether it's for the individual or the collective, I, I feel as like, look at what triggers you. You know, or look at what annoys you or pisses you off in someone else and sit with that and really question why am I so strongly reacting to that, you know, and then sit with the layers of it. Not just the first thing, yes, because so, such mm. and such and give a logical explanation, fair enough, but then sit with that intensity for a little bit longer and see what else unpacks. There is in this whole chaos in the situation of frustration and all these different emotions that are playing out at the moment and the knowing and the not knowing um there is there isn't there there are a really potent portals for growth and almost i don't when i'm saying immediate sort of wake-ups it, it's not necessarily immediate out of do nothing but there is something very powerful because we're stimulated also Aries in such an intense way at the moment if we're willing to really see what triggers us because that's Aries in a way as well mm. what triggers us and we can be with that there are opportunities to heal to face something straight on and heal possibly quicker not because it's easier but because it faces us so clearly in the you know and I think this is something that we're also collectively facing in in the collective conversation i think there is a level of you know think about who can you have a conversation with that has a different opinion than you what is it that you need to bring to that conversation what is it that the other person has had done in their own internal work so that conversation comes together and for anyone who's blessed to have had a conversation with someone that is of a different opinion but both sides well reflected there is there is so much creativity coming out of that conversation without either person needing to lose their stand. So th this this is really, I feel like right now, we, this, I said it to you before we went live, it's like, these are the times we've been practicing for. And if you're a yogi, you've heard this term so many times over the last decades, um, and I'm sure in other traditions as well, but these are the times we've been practicing for. So look at what triggers you and and just ask yourself for a moment, why possibly is it on the other side? Why is it that other person? And whatever they're saying or how they're saying it, could there potentially be, you know, your own responsibility within you in terms of how that is landing? Why is it triggering you? And so I think there is there is that that unique opportunity to to really look at. I mean, if you want to do and we talk about because we talk earth schools, you know, weaving the healing journey artfully into life. It's mm. really one of looking what triggers you. I think that's the, I guess that's, that's my message. If you want to do the work, look what annoys you, yeah. look what scares you, look what confronts you and sit with that with yourself before reacting right away to the other person. I think collectively is what we need as well. And what do you want to run away from? Oh, yeah. You know, like, what am I trying to run away from as another way out? No, because sometimes we might stand there and, you know, listen to it or scream back. But part of me may want to run away from it or part of me will want to run away from a part of myself in it as well. Like, mm. 
So sometimes interesting as well as like seeing what's out there. What what am I trying to run away from in myself? If I could up and leave that part where what what is it? But also when I'm out in the world and listen to other people and watching other things or whatever it is, like and it's and it's going back to that having the courage to actually be really honest about what it is poking at me, like what it is revealing in me. You know, like fear, superiority, people don't know enough, whatever whatever it is, like that way, like whether I think I know better or I'm terrified of, you know, of somebody pointing me out wrong, whether I can't take criticism, whether I can't hold an open conversation. Do you know, like, but being honest with ourselves too, like asking what's it really deeply reflecting to us, like, mm. that way, because it will be a, a core thing as well, like, because... I think we we need to be able to sit in spaces and hear and listen to mm. all things like with curiosity, like, you know, just like if you're in a therapy session, your therapist isn't going to go, well, that's bullshit. Like, you know, how could you think like that? You know, they're going to be curious and go, OK, w- w- when did you first experience that? Or, you know, like, how does that make you feel? Or how did you arrive at that belief? And, you know, what evidence had you around that belief that you've created around your life? Mm. They don't just cut you off at the at the get-go or I hope if they did that you wouldn't be going to them for too long like mm. but I think that can apply to life like if we're nosy enough just to be really and I am nosy so I'm always really curious <gasps> where'd that come from or I'd love to know where, where, where'd that belief come from how did you get that and how did you anchor it in or mm. how did you get that opinion or you know how does that affect your life how does that support you mm. you know how does that really maybe nourish you and does it like or does it keep me, you know, tethered to and anchored in fear or worry or littleness or whatever it might be like? Mm. And, you know, playing into that as much as this fire energy on one hand is, you know, um, has the quality of spontaneity and doing something quickly. <laughs> there is also an element of having enough energy to potentially not stop at the first layer you know there there is that you know curiosity beyond what i see first you know that there's a, sen- a mm. sense of it's uh, it's not endurance as such because endurance has a sort of almost like heaviness in it but it's like if it's being magnetized towards something you know if your curiosity is big enough like you don't mind if there are a few obstacles, you know, or you mind the obstacles, but you go there anyway. So I think Aries in that constellation mm-hmm. that we're in at the moment is also offering us access to those qualities, you know, the curiosity that helps us then go a little bit deeper to not necessarily just take the first layer because we all know we're human beings. When somebody meets us, what they see first in us is not necessarily who we really are or it's definitely not mm-hmm. who, all of who we are, right? So why do we think that's true for the other person? So when we see someone else, why do we assume what they say, whatever impression we have of them is all of the who they are? It's like one opinion, one word, one action, but there's so much more to every human being. And I think that Aries curiosity can fire us or fuel us to mm-hmm. to go a little bit deeper than just that surface level. Mm. I think the wee words you said... Um, and what else is the a, a lovely way of digging in through the layers? Like, you know, especially if you have someone who can hold that space for you, if you're chatting about something and you might go, I'm feeling, I'm just feeling really angry. Like, you know, or we'll just go, I'm just feeling angry. And that's that. Like, you know, and what else? You know, and then you go, oh, I'm just feeling really angry about X, Y, Z. And what else? 
you know, and they're not going to jump in, but they're just going, what else allows you that space to delve deeper and deeper beneath the sentence, like, or beneath the feeling or beneath beneath the words, like. Mm. But it was a really nice one you mentioned and it just reminded me of, you know, and, and it's what else, mm. what else? And then you get th- through it in different layers, like if you can stay with it, like. Mm. Yeah, I love that. You taught me that actually. And just be open to allow it. <laughs> yeah. Every time we had conversation, yeah, yeah, you was like, and what else? And what else? I'm like, I don't know. I'm at the bottom of it. And you're like, I'll sit with it. What else? <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, another another similar layer, but might be interesting to briefly touch on that is actually that the North Node, we talked last week a little bit about the nodes, um, mm. the North Node and Saturn making a trine. So a trine is traditionally considered as a, a fluid, creative, easy enough connection. So sometimes we can, it can be so natural at times that we don't actually notice it. And I think that's why I just want to pull it up here a little bit um, because it might just slip between all of these other energies that are going, but it's a beautiful energy to maybe work with Um looping back into what we were saying early on uh, between the individual and the collective and here on a on another level so um the north node sort of where we in a way collectively heading on a collective soul journey um is in gemini and so gemini is again air the 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 type of air the type of energy that needs conversation with somebody else that wants to hear a different opinion that shapes its opinion by being exposed to a lot of different experiences uh, and viewpoints and then on the other hand we have saturn which is an aquarius and that's an air that is a fixed air so that's the in my own beliefs you know so there is there's a conversation between in a way this internal my way of thinking, my beliefs, my visions, and then what's to gain from having an exchange with with someone else, you know, how how that is being shaped. So um, so again, we have the individual and the collective, but maybe the tone that comes in as well with Saturn, always in my own beliefs. So Saturn can be on one hand, what is maturing through us, what we're learning in time. It's, it's like what we're mastering. Um, but Saturn can be also something where where we sort of a bit resistant to something, you know, where we our boundaries are maybe a little too harsh, too tight, maybe for good reasons at a time, but where something can't penetrate, you know. So there is that question of where maybe are my boundaries in terms of my way of thinking so tight that nothing else can penetrate? And then being exposed to a lot of other viewpoints. So there is this, this, this invitation to just, just ch- check in with yourselves. Like, are the, are these boundaries in the way you're thinking? Are they actually healthy ones where you go like, okay, they, they keep me from being totally overwhelmed moment by moment, and especially in the way we think and we process things. But there is also an invitation to maybe go, can I refine that a little bit? You know, maybe some of those things are a little outdated and I can step into sort of a, we talk about mastering it means like looking at what we've done this far and refining it and releasing also the things and i think that's you mentioned earlier courage it takes courage to sometimes go like okay that sort of thinking is actually at this point outdated and outdated with that mm-hmm. can sometimes come actually sometimes also an inner feeling of like even almost shame it's like i can't believe i actually thought about these things in this way up till now you know so there can be a shedding of things like that so there is a time that invites you to to just 
do a little inner householding around your own beliefs. Uh, what are healthy boundaries? What are boundaries and belief system that maybe, you know, can be shared so that collectively can we can move forward? Um, so that's sort of what I'm seeing. But what's sort of coming to your mind when I'm, when again, the, the me and the us, right? Well, um, when I'm just listening to you, it's like um, the question sort of pops up is like, you know, what armor have I built up mm. around myself if it's boundaries? Like, do you know, like, because you're, you just when you're chatting, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I've actually shown up in a lot of sessions this week. Like, but it's like, and then because like we make this go chat about boundaries are so easy to chat about in a sense like but it's like what do they give me like you know if I want to if I have this armor up and this boundary up what do I get from having it you know like and what do I receive and possibly someone you'll be going just you know like I know what happens then in this little world here like you know when I just feel I'm too sensitive and all that stuff out there is just overwhelming like Mm -hmm. so it's better to pull the whole curtain up and down and inside out than have any little peak come in like so it's an understanding of what does it actually give me like you know that I feel is supportive like and that's okay like you know because we might not be ready just to go full on you know bear just yet without it like you know but it's like if I have an understanding of the reasoning behind it then then I always like to think of like you know so what am I keeping in then if I have this boundary really up what am I really what what am I keeping in because I can't get out mm-hmm. if I have a, a wall built the whole way around me everything is in here is only in here like mm-hmm. do you know like so it can be well I'm not allowing then love out I'm not allowing expression of myself I'm not allowing my full potential to be out even or an essence of myself to be revealed that way like because sometimes we only think about what we're keeping up from coming mm. in and then but we realize we're not letting stuff out either like and I think that ties into Aries and Chiron and all those parts as well like do you know like because and, and it will be and it will make sense Oh, Do you know, like anybody this week who's explained to me why it's there, and I'm like, I can understand why that's there. And I'm not telling you today, now we're going to get the scissors and cut it all down. Because the first place might be to feel safe again, you know, with even the idea of letting that go. Because depending on that boundary and the reason for it, it can be so rooted in us that the idea of letting it go is terrifying. Yeah. Do you know, like, but then w- will it be all too much for my system to receive it in? Do you know, like, will I be exposed? Well, well, I don't know if I want people to bloody well see me. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. So it's working then from the ground up in a sense, like, as well. Like, and that's what, just when you're speaking, I'm like, that's what I sort of see playing out. Like, but definitely that lovely little dance, you know, of curiosity, conversation, openness. Do you know, like, and allowing that sp- space to be there with ourselves and with other people as well. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, when you were speaking there, what, what sort of came up for me was like this idea of safety. You know, we have walls and boundaries because I want to feel safe. And so I think yeah. this is what I'm seeing a lot of in like the political and the global scheme in, in, in terms of conversations. Um, when, when my boundaries are being up for a very good reason, like you explained, you know, because obviously there's some level of I don't they, they give me a sense of mm-hmm. safety. Uh, you see it even in in how you know in ancient times we had the walls around towns you know it's like because whatever was on the other side was either unknown or it was the polar opposite so 
we put up walls mm. so we're feeling safe in that way and then as we're making friends with our neighboring towns the walls could come down and we put walls called borders around countries you know um and so on and but what i'm getting at is like our own personal boundaries so if i'm having a conversation and the other person whatever they're saying i'm perceiving that to tear down my boundary that is scary my nervous system now is upward regulated mm. i'm feeling in fight flight fear um and the only one way we usually protect ourselves is either we go shouting back aggressively at the other person in some shape or form or we retract so putting up more internal boundaries right we go down into the bunker for example uh, if the outer town walls aren't holding up anymore in, in ancient times mm. so I, I'd, I'd encourage you to maybe if you wanted to, to to look just around conversations that you're seeing in the public sphere and if if you can notice any of those dynamics and it's usually always easier in seeing that in other people <laughs> but then the second step when we talk about like integrating the healing journey you know artfully into our own life is like where do I see that within myself where can I not tolerate someone else's opinion because I feel they're piercing my boundary and then the question is how do I respond to that? Do I push back? Um, do I pull inwards even more so and harshly? Mm-hmm. Uh, so first thing is, where do I see those patterns? Second thing to all of this is, I think when we understand that boundaries is a safety thing, you see it in, in yoga postures, the way you open up a body is not by yanking on the postures, but by aligning you physically in a way that your system feels more stable and safe. So the question is, how can I release that outer wall in a way through my own work so I can create some inner stability. So there's an inner anchor. There will be always some level of, I suppose, walls as we go through life and and, and everything, but they don't have to be this really thick armor, you know, and they don't have to be up all the time. I mean, it's good to have a, a boundary up, you know, at certain times of, you know, if in the middle of the night going through a certain area or whatever, you know, it might be maybe good or, you know, with some situations, some relationships or some conversations, it might be very good, very well to have a big boundary and get the hell out of that conversation. But the question is, is this my default state in all of the conversations? Because I feel like the conversations a lot of us having, and at least that's what I'm hearing back in readings, even within families, at work, or um, are conversations that are poking at each other's sort of armor or perceived mm-hmm. safety. And what I'm hearing a lot is that people out of a safety mechanism then choose not to have any of those conversations because it feels too scary. Is this a time where we should have less conversation? I'm not sure. I think it's a time that actually the more we can communicate, all of us in all the different ways, is only helping. So um, I think noticing when that happens within us and when noticing when we see that in maybe the political sphere or even in the social, social media, wherever we feel, just like noticing those patterns, noticing them within yourself and then start the way you approach a yoga practice, restructuring your inner system so you feel a little more grounded, you feel a little safer within yourself so that boundary can then potentially be something where you don't feel threatened when someone has maybe a different opinion. You know, you're like, totally don't agree with that. It doesn't resonate whatsoever. But we can hear that in our own voice. I think that would be maybe a great work this week to just listen when you have these conversations. 
you know, we hear when our voice sort of changes when we get into that terrain, should I say this or not? Like, or somebody says that and you kind of can't wait to kind of react because you can feel like whatever the energy is already building up in your throat. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. and then you might not say anything. So just watch how the tension is and, and the tone you carry because that gives us, I think, a lot, especially with this combination of air, the different air elements as well. Mm-hmm. We'll also show, you know, there's only so many ways that we can react in conversations as well. Like, you know, those sort of primal reactions that we have, you know, go straight towards the defenses or defensiveness or like the the runaway or the go silent. Do you know, like, so it's even noticing what is my go to like, because that may have sort of little roots or little anchors to previous experiences like because I wouldn't have suddenly adopted it now like mm. it's just maybe I'm seeing it more now mm. so it's actually being revealed to me more now where this maybe just hampers me in my own communication and for myself like and for my own expression of myself just within my family never mind in the greater outer world like you know or in my relationships because to me it's like it's given that opportunity to really go oh, okay actually you know I thought that was just a minor thing mm. But if it's here, then how is it going to impact maybe the, f- the present as well as the future? But then maybe even getting curious and how does it actually impact mm. me to date? Like, mm-hmm. do you know, like where it has it kept me safe again, probably that way. Like, and even noticing, OK, what part of me, if it is a little part of me going, oh, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to hop in there now. And oh, geez, I can't wait to get in there and show them. Even noticing that little part and going, OK, what's that looking for? What is the motiv- motivation or the motivator behind that there? And it's not about being quiet then, but it's like, oh, I really want to get one up. That's what's driving me. Like, do you know, like, or I want to have the last say. I need to be right. You know, but sort of noticing all like, and, and we're so complicated. Like, do you know, like, and it's like, no, I actually really feel this needs to be said. Like, I really need to do this for myself versus, you know, I wanted to smack that person. So I'm going to aim for their juggler, like, or their to their pain point. Mm-hmm. You know, like so to me it's like it's like that you're you're noticing behind the curtain mm. what's going on like within yourself yeah i think that's just so both frustrating funny curious uh when when we look at these sort of triggers or when we look what, what's going on because a lot of the times it's really it is related to when you go back patterns where did it originate it's usually somewhere in our past in our upbringing huh. our social circle and you know that person that says something whether it's on the news or in the conversation you're having one-on-one might just activate a pattern that you've had with an authority figure you know back Mm. in school um and so we are like i mean this week does not in terms of energetics exists in isolation it builds on you know this big shift from last year where we talked about there was so much about pluto you know and saturn is like that is very Mm. much authority you know like how do i relate to authority is it scaring me out is it making me numb is it something that i need to rebel against there's this uranian quality this year as well that plays in so so like i'm just gonna rebel against it regardless you know tearing down all bridges or is there you know this question is like authenticity what plays in there as well who am i within all of this Mm -hmm. do i have to give myself up now just to exist in this world or by existing do i confront everyone how do i you know how do how am how am i doing me in in the in this world and i think um so much of these energies are playing in that in that greater realm of you know so when we have these conversations when something even if we just listen to someone uh even when we speak we might even trigger 
the hell out of someone that's listening. You know, just like this idea is like, what is it that that's being invoked in me? Um, and where is it coming from? Because when we can release and go back some of those connections from the past, we may hear mm -hmm. the people in front of us differently. And we may also feel maybe I wasn't able to speak up when I was six years old or when I was 12 years old at school, you know, but maybe this is a different mm -hmm. situation now. And I'm actually, I actually, wow, I have, I have the right the choice, the possibility to speak up and maybe it, 16 I felt overwhelmed because I didn't have the tools to keep myself completely safe I wasn't a full adult yet now I am maybe I am actually able to keep myself safe so I'm willing or able to say something so things start to shift but I think for again come back these are the times we've been practicing for it's one thing to read that in a self-help book or in a yoga book and one thing about saying that in, in the yoga mat um, it's it's an entirely different game to speak your truth or to live in authenticity, to be kind, to be courageous when we take it off the yoga mat. So I have the highest compassion for every single human being that's currently alive because this is we didn't this situation didn't come with a handbook. Um, but we have been also we also have been preparing for this. So I think so much about this what we're actually going through is just remembering it's just remembering and making cross connections. Like where has it shown up before? Maybe in the mat. Maybe my you know, Reiki practice, maybe in, in, in the inner child work I've been do, been done, like where are these patterns? Like, oh my God, I know that pattern. Where is there something coming up that we maybe have addressed collectively maybe over the last 10 or 20 years? We go, oh my God, this is another version of the same thing popping up. So especially with Saturn, you know, it's like the patterns uh, that can be on one hand boundaries that tear us down or hold us down and keep us in. But Saturn can also be such beauty. It can bring such, you know, that wisdom. Like when you look at someone like that's mm -hmm. that's been around many experiences, has digested and like seen it all, been there. I am not numbing out, but I'm also not pushed off center. That's Saturn too. So, you know, there is that support, energetic support that we step into that situation or that quality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. So let people access their inner master. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe lastly, just um, for completion, I mean, there, there's so many activations again um, this week, but maybe should we touch briefly on the new moon in Aries? Yep. Mm -hmm. Go for it. So new moon is, when we look at the skies, it essentially means the sun and the moon are in the same place in the sky. So it means they speak a the same language. And so the sun and the moon reflecting sort of our, our re outer reality and our internal reality. So there is in a new moon always this opportunity where you're where you're looking at your outer world and go, okay, what's going on here? And then you're looking at your inner world and go like, what are my needs? Um, to me, a new moon is always an opportunity for reconcili reconciliation. And then from that point of where am I, what are my needs? The next question is, where am I heading? So it's, it, it's both, it's the looking back, looking into the present and then forecasting. So um, that's sort of like, I think, how, how it would look very basically on a new moon, any new moon. How would you work with, with that basic new moon energy, regardless of sign even? 
But like exactly what you're saying, like because of it's like we said this a million times in different podcasts, like but with sort of every sort of newness, there is the endings or the completions. So it's that reflection point, that realignment, that readjustment, the resetting and the recommitment to possibly something or the adjustment of it in some form or another to then sort of set the next cycle then like mm. because I think also like the the idea of following sort of cycles and all there like is that we get that opportunity to do that so it's not I think of where I'm directing my energy and my life force at this moment in time and then I forget all about it like it's like driving a car we have to keep no stop and we look at our, our little google maps and going okay am I on track oh god I took a wrong turn there but I know how to readjust now like you know, and then sometimes I might just go, bugger, I'm going to go all the way off anyway and go off track anyway. Like, and it's just, just enjoy that. Do you know, so it's this opportunity to connect back in, like, and come back to it. Like, so, like, if we're chatting about Aries and all there, like, it can be even looking at those kind of, like, what I feel is rebirthing in me, what is being renewed in me, what is coming up that I want to direct my energy to, my action to. You know, and even going like if I could spice it up and try different things or something new or something different, mm -hmm. can I throw a little spoonful of that into the mixture then as well? Like, do you know, like what's the, the thing of going if it doesn't work, I'll adjust again. Yes. Yeah. When you said that, you know, setting directions and then just ah, I might just go anyway. I think that to me, that's also very much the quality of Aries, you know, to maybe not overthink the new moon or over uh, in intentionalize is that a word you know without like setting too heavy of intentions and an Aries new moon um I feel there's always like spontaneity curiosity they're all qualities mm. I sort of like like to harness with that Aries energy um so yeah giving maybe ourselves the freedom to to start something you know new as in even a small a small little thing just doing something that's usually not you and just for whatever reason don't mm. overthink it why it's coming through but you just feel attracted to doing that thing start that yeah. because it's not linear right it's not like you start the one business now with the new moon in Aries and you carry that through and next year at Aries you take stock of that and then next year and then 12 years later mm. you sort of have these 12 perfectly aligned you know I think sometimes with circle work we can kind of think in that way um but it's more dimensional than that, you know, there is, there is to me, it's like, how can I invoke, because Aries is in our chart all of the time, <laughs> you know, whether you have a planet in it or not, it, 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 it is somewhere mm. flavoring, we all have Aries within ourselves. And so when the, when the new moon in Aries comes in, to me, it's an invitation to connect to those parts of me, the spontaneity, the, the aliveness, the, you know, like following, you know, we said a lot, mm. following your bliss, but like, you know, it's inspiration. It's like whatever you feel drawn to, just give that. That usually gets killed with the everyday struggle of like making life work. So I think like looking at those things, where have you put like the cap on and where do you need to blow off some steam and, you know, and, and just go with that. I think so much of that, whatever Aries as well, is always like to me also connects me sort of to the fool card. You know, it's it's that, that in a way that mm. that quality of like I should just give it a go, you know, and um, or this this, you know, yeah, spring chicken. It's just like fresh out, you know. You yeah. just that youthful quality. So maybe even connecting back to sometimes with Aries, I like to look at back at like younger photos of myself when I was like way young, like four or five years old, or anything that where you just you know, or even at like other children mm. in your life where you see them, you know, like 
I reckon my nephew, like when you look at his smile, he, he just can't help but smile along with it, you know. So I think Aries has also like, cause, you know, the hefty themes going on currently, but Aries can also bring that. It can just bring that heartfelt joy. And I think mm. that's that's a beautiful one to connect in and call into our life. So whatever we're creating, we're, we're making sure we're having that juiciness in ourselves as well, you know. Mm. Because I think we can get caught in getting it right. Yes. Do you know, I have to make the right decision. I have to choose the right career. I have to, you know, start this the right way. And it's just like, that's that's such a restrictive way of looking at things. Like, because there's, there is no right way. Like, because what works for me won't work for you. What works for Mary might not work for Peter. Like, do you know, but we limit ourselves then. Like, and then because maybe I think it's not the right way, I don't even start or make a choice or decide to do it and decide, oh, sure, it's grand. Like, you know, but you're, I, I don't know the right way to do this. Or else, like she said, like children, like that kind of Aries energy is that can-do attitude. Like, f- f- like you know, like when we were all younger and our teenagers, we might go, not allowed out. <laughs> Open the window, climb out it with my clothes. Do you know, like even my mother shared stories when they were young of one of her one of her friends would sneak out from the top window and hide all her. They did the swing dancing, would hide all of that underneath her normal clothes, climb out and head off to the disco, like even then. But it's that like, you know, I don't know how to do it, but I'll give it a shot. Like, and it's that sense of like action, but with experience, like, you know, so I'll take action, but I'll learn from that experience of doing that. And if I treat it as an adventure and I'm just like going to explore it, I have nothing to lose, but getting it right has such a weight on it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think of it like, like that of like fire starters, you know, you can make fire in in many different ways. And so it's like not to, to create the fire and the inspiration, but to me, it's like, is there even opportunities in my life, how I live my life, how I organize my life, that a fire could start, that inspiration could land, you know, or am I so organized and so not organized, but so over-organized so that every tiny minute moment of my life is completely planned, predicted, calculated and repeated over and over that there is no even room for some inspiration to land, you know, and like, listen, we have kids, we have like, you know, lives to organize. A certain organization can actually give you a lot of room, breathing room in other situations. Mm-hmm. It's not against organization. It's just this idea of thinking of your life. Where have you become so, so dry? I'm just thinking so earthy, dry, no more water in it, no more, you know, no more like forestation mm-hmm. even alive. Like where it's just so dry that fire can't even catch. It can't even hold. So I'm thinking of Aries as well, like mm-hmm. giving because that's what Aries is, it's divine spark. You can't organize or pre-plan inspiration, but you can set circumstances that there something might land and that you are possibly awake enough to notice when mm-hmm. something is landing and then hopefully also willing and courageous have the space in your life to maybe follow one or two things. So I think of it like creating little pockets mm-hmm. of where, you know, the, the unexpected can happen. Which is also a tall order. Yeah, I, I, we have a lot yeah. of unexpected at the moment, but the good kind of unexpected, maybe as well, you know. <laughs> and I just, I just tie in one thing because we we're chatting about Saturn maturity and mastery and all there. Like, and I think sometimes as we get older, mm-hmm. we feel we have less of that ability to allow the spark to take us. Yeah. And I think as we get older, we should allow it to take us more often. Like. Yeah. Do you know, because it's then it's like, well, you know, like I've been doing this for so long, I can't start something new, you know, like, but it's like, well, that's even more reason to start something new. Like, 
do you know because if you felt that like it's like that selkie story like you know if I've lost my little skin and I'm feeling really dry and life has lost its spark like do you know then then the call to adventure is to go and be open and maybe sit and go or go look out go look for it but to allow that to come back to us like Mm. so to to me it's even a more important time to go I still have a whole life ahead of me it's my divine right to feel a spark of life within me and to express in myself and in my world in whatever way that might look that part of myself Mm. yeah maturity doesn't have to or whether it's maturity as in an age or maturity in terms of like just having a certain level of experience or expertise with something doesn't mean you have to get mm. old and crusty, you know, like that, that's the, that's the very essence why we're doing this work, yeah. you know, to grow wise is like when you, when you think of, you know, as like even karate kid or like any of these, 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 um, martial arts sort of like grand masters like the way they're always being portrayed as well you see them yes there's like they're they're stern at times but there is that that funniness that spark as well that's in them and so to me um that, that maturity is again it's like a definition it's so much about languaging isn't it when we refine mm-hmm. or define maturity to something that's boring always the same um restricted very harsh in a way as in like this is the way it's done and i'm not mm-hmm. moving somewhere else or can i connect maybe maturity something that's like do you know what those little hiccups they threw me over when i did this the first 20 times or when i was in my 20s they don't even bother me any they come and go mm-hmm. and you know what i'm having a cup of tea and you know i'm it'll be different next next time and so i think um <sighs> It, it's around this maturity yeah totally agree it's like sometimes you can get into the stodginess but it doesn't have to so um maybe finishing out on this podcast with a reminder to not lose your curiosity and uh playfulness really really important mm. yeah definitely beautiful and on that little note we will wrap up with you today thank you as always for your presence your attention and go gently into the week ahead take what resonates leave what doesn't maybe tune a few bits as well and we look forward to connecting with you next week thanks for listening everybody see you next week we'd like to thank you for listening to the earth school podcast hosted by rosalie mcnally and bb Dallin. if you'd like to find out more about the podcast you can follow us on instagram or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work you can check us out on our websites bbdalman.com and the thirstysoul.com. Mm-hmm.